Dear partners, friends and supporters of Konrad Adenauer Stiftung, after a few weeks of summer break, we are back today with our podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Last time we promised that we will be speaking about the situation around the elections in Belarus. And this is what we are going to do, but we want to take a bit of a different perspective, namely on the developments in society that have led to the present situation and what they mean for the future. You have probably all been following the news about the events, so we don't have to repeat all of this, but I think it is fair to say that what has been unfolding in front of our eyes is the most impressive presidential election campaign in the last 20 years. Starting from over 50 candidates who initially applied for the race, over the mass mobilization of people all around the country, to what we see now, the team of Svetlana Tsikhanovskaya having joined hands with the support groups of the non-registered candidates Tsepkala and Babarika, the first one being represented by his wife Veronika and the second one by the head of his campaign Maria Kalesnikova. They also received support from some of the so-called classical opposition parties like the United Civic Party or the Christian Democrats of Belarus. So for the first time in the history of the Republic of Belarus the opposition forces have largely united. But they are not alone in this battle. Behind them are a lot of people who support them. Some say that Belarusians have awaked. In the beginning of campaign in May 2020, they would be seen standing in a line for hours. First to give their signatures for the registration of candidates. Then to express their disagreement with arrests of candidates Babarika and Tikhanovsky. Then to support their favorite store with national orientation symbol by. And later to protect their voices that were not recognized by Central Election Commission. Now they assemble in the big crowds for meetings with their candidate Svetlana Tikhanovskaya. What we see now is the biggest political mobilization in Belarusian society in the independent history of this country. The aim is clear. They want fair elections and change of power. Why and how has all this happened with the Belarusian society this year? To answer this question, we have invited our long-standing partner and famous Belarusian analyst Artyom Schreibman. Well, there are a number of reasons for uh, this unprecedented political mobilization in the 2020 electoral season. I would say that first and foremost, it is a very general, widespread perception uh, of the of the fact that the Belarusian economic and political system alike have exhausted their resources. And this just very abstract sense of uh, being tired uh, had some very concrete manifestations now. Uh, people just cannot uh, come to peace with the thought that they will have to spend five more years of their life with this hopeless in their understanding uh, system. Uh, and uh, this hopelessness, I would say, or rather the emerging hopes uh, in this election that something would change uh, is the key driving uh, underlying factor behind all of this. Uh, on a more uh, specific uh, level, uh, coronavirus pandemic, or rather the mishandling of coronavirus by the state was uh, the crucial trigger for the protest reanimation and for this political engagement 
of not just the masses of Belarusian society, but also for the leaders. If you listen to what uh, Viktor Babarika has said before he was arrested, um, he explicitly said that the pandemic was the last straw that made him uh, go into politics. Uh, also, I would uh, single out the emergence of this non-conventional candidates, because were they not there, if it was again the traditional opposition against Lukashenko, I would say that uh, far less people would get mobilized and excited this way. Uh, new faces bring some hope with them, and especially since uh, these new faces at the late stage of the campaign were women, which is a factor in itself, because they bring a new uh, unprecedented message of uh, women empowerment to the table. And uh, I would say that this also worked like the uh, important mobilizing factor for many. Uh, but in the end, in the end, if the economy was performing better, if the economy were um, at least showed some signs of uh, future recovery, I'd say this all of this would be impossible. Uh, but because the economy is stagnating for so many years, for more than a decade now, uh, all these contradictions and all these grievances in the public conscience, they just mount uh, one, on the, one over another. People are frustrated and irritated at the same time. And no matter what the trigger would be, it could be coronavirus, it could be anything else, this widespread... Uh, disaffection just basically waited for a trigger. Uh, so, again, this is a mix of reasons and uh, I'd say that it is a very new uh, combination of uh, all of these unpleasant factors for the government which coincided with the, elect with the year of, of presidential elections. So, here Here goes the political earthquake effect that we see. Artem, thanks a lot for this explanation and your insightful and well-founded point of view. One more reason that we would like to mention is that a new generation has grown up. It's difficult to overstate their role in the future of this country. We have observed the strong political activity of this part of the Belarusian society during the parliament elections 2019. They have actively participated in the observation campaign. Now, one week before the presidential elections, we do not want to predict how it will be after 9th of August. Uncertainty is again the best description of the situation. But we know exactly that the future belongs to the young people. And we just want to ask them, how do they see their future in Belarus? And what way do they choose to be there? We have asked Alana Gebremeriam, one of the leaders of the Belarusian Students Association and activist of the movement Molotiv Bloc. Undoubtedly, the selected company differs uh, from the previous ones. And when we are talking uh, specifically about youth, uh, young people join the campaigns of uh, alternative candidates, uh, especially Babarika, Tsapkala and uh, Tikhanovskaya. Uh, they took to the streets after not registering uh, student lines uh, near the Central Election Commission, uh, set in isolation wards, registered uh, as observers and coordinates, um, 
tried to get into election commissions, um, and campaigned and educated uh, about the elections uh, on their social networks. Uh, this was new one, and uh, I have high hope uh, for the future. Yeah, I think that it will not be like they they'll disappear, and uh, they exist from the spirit uh, of. Apathy uh, will be faster than in previous companies. It's also possible that um, emergence of new. Or, uh, it's also possible the emergence of new organizations uh, and uh, initiatives, the creations of new tools. I think for solving uh, the problems of society, and uh, I'm very glad that uh, the gradual transformation um, and unification of uh, the Belarusian national society and uh, I expect many surprises for myself and uh, for the country uh, and I choose uh, to be here in the center of these events to educate people, to go out, uh, observe um, and uh, to tell about my point of view uh, and uh, make changes in Belarus with the hands of use the engine of development. Thank you, Alana, for sharing with us your vision and for your proactive position. Honestly, it's rather difficult to formulate the question for the next podcast because of the uncertainty of development of the situation in the country. But we can say with confidence that in the next edition of our podcast, we would like to share with you the mood of Belarus after crucial elections and maybe try to find the answer to the question how we will live with it further. Because of the summertime, most activities of Konrad Adenauer Stiftung also take a break, so there's not too much to report on. Our series, The World Hand Coughed, is taking a break. You can find the recordings of the last sessions on UK, on the Eurasian Economic Union and the United Nations on our website. The series Coping with COVID of international perspectives on how countries deal with the pandemic is over, but you can find the summary and takeaways, the best lessons learned from around the globe on our YouTube channel. Over the summer, we still continue our series on soft skills training, which is open to anyone. We, we invite you to take part in them on Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Also, uh, we have been uh, having a cooperation with the young grassroots think tank Polis 180 from Berlin and the uh, Libmot Center for Liberal Modernity from Berlin on the situation in Belarus around the elections. There will be another session after the elections on the 17th of August. We are recording this episode on Tuesday the 4th of August, so five days before election day. Nobody can tell for sure what will happen in this upcoming week, but our hopes and prayers are with the people of Belarus for a peaceful and a lawful conduct of the elections. Belarusi, myodumkach z vami. <laughs>